I am Todd Nathanson. And I'm Danny Roth. All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to Song vs. Song. Where we will be doing ACDC's Back in Black versus Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train. The best metal songs of 1980. An extremely good year for metal, by the way. Like, we could have done Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. We could have done uh, Ace of Spades by Motorhead. As a matter of fact, I think those are what we'll be doing next. Oh, see, I have a, I have a completely separate theory. I'll tell you what, wh- whatever you say is the next episode is getting vetoed, unless you say the thing that's already in my head. Wait, what? Anyway, it, do- it doesn't matter. This is a great start to the, straight start to the episode. <laughs> this is the first bi-coastal episode of Song vs. Song, so we're probably going to be uh, getting through some bugs, I guess. I mean, we've been doing this this way, like, to, to talk about how the sausage is made because of the COVID. We were recording over Skype for a little while anyway, but... This is the first time that we're actually doing it in completely separate time zones. Are we separated on uh, which one we picked? Uh, it's a great question. Did you have an immediate thing in your head? Yes, I did. But like when I proposed this to you at the end of the last episode, you were like stunned. It was like, I can't pick. At least not right away. You've had two weeks to ruminate on it now. I don't know. So I don't. It's really hard for me to pick. The more I look at it, the harder it gets. I'll tell you, um, did you have an, so you had an immediate response. You had like immediate, which one of the two that you thought was the better one? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, which one is it? Back in black! Hit a sack! Wow, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to go the whole way. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I did it for two lines and that is officially all I can do. That is probably more than anybody should. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless, unless they are Brian Johnson. Uh, or Axl Rose, as I found out, which I'm not saying he should, but he has done it. Yeah, you didn't know. You just found that one out. Yeah, that one blew I, my mind. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> he, he toured with ACDC at one point around it 2016, by my reckoning. Yes, but anyway, anyway yeah. Uh, I the, so the reason why this is very hard for me is because both of these kick ass. Yes, we know. <sighs> <laughs> so here's so here's the thing about this. I have two distinct. So, Wait, let me ask you this. Do you, do you do you have any strong attachments to these songs personally? Like an attachment in your in 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 your private life? Uh attachments beyond the fact that they both kick ass? No, not really. Really? I mean oh, that I, I I love them, but like and that I love many songs. So I for me this is very difficult because ACDC is a band that was my one of my best friends in junior high school. It was his favorite band. He talked about them incessantly. He was obsessed <laughs> with them. And this was at a time when I had switched schools because I was the kid that got beat up from K to 6. Mm-hmm. So my parents moved me to a different school for junior high school. And I thought, you know, maybe this was going to start all over again, you know. Or and mm-hmm. my parents were thinking maybe this would be a, a, a fresh start. And I made three friends in the lineup waiting to get into the school that I had gone to, this new place. And one of them was this guy, Nick Giamona, who was obsessed with ACDC, and 28 years later, he's still a very close friend of mine. So this is, so like, just on a, an immediate level, you know, when I think of ACDC, I think of probably the oldest friend I've got. And then there's Crazy Train, which in probably the second band I was in, uh, the first band fresh out of high school, my friends convinced me that we should do Crazy Train <laughs> in in a in a teenage band. So we were, I think we were. I mean, we probably were like maybe twenty, 
would be my guess, like 19, 20 years old. I think so maybe can, teenagers. I think you can pull off Crazy Train as teenagers if you uh, started playing guitar when you were nine. Well, so we had this kid who was a virtuoso. I wish I, this is like so long ago and was such a blip that I don't even remember his name. But it was he was a friend of a friend who came in and he really wanted to do Hot for Teacher and Crazy Train because the guitar lines were great. So he was an expert or at least aspired. He to was be. great. I mean, like, I mean, he when he sat down and showed us like what he could do. Yeah, he was really incredible. I'm sure that he's off being like some kind of studio player or something now. But uh, he would he really wanted to do Crazy Train. And my bassist, who had been my bassist for a really long time, this guy, Jim Contamo, also really wanted to do it. So they convinced me to do it. And what's very weird is that I have not played crazy train on the guitar since because it was never like i was deeply embarrassed to go out and because i was the singer and i am not i mean i'm not a good singer on a on my best day and i'm certainly no ozzy osbourne so it was it was very embarrassing to have to go and play this live and they had like it's like i think somebody's parent had like paid the cover fee so that we could go to like an actual big place to go and play with a bunch of other bands and stuff so all this stuff is kind of baked in for for me with Crazy Train. But I'll tell you what's crazy is that uh, I sat down um, while I was researching, and as I was researching, I, I thought, I wonder. And I didn't think about it at all. I just picked up my guitar, and I discovered I still know how to play all the basic parts of it. All of it. Really? Except so- for the, the Randy Road shit, obviously. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to surprise anybody that I was also no Randy Rhodes. But yeah, so it's really weird that I have kind of a really strong attachment to ACDC and I have a really kind of complicated um, relationship with Crazy Train. <laughs> but, you know, this was a thing like I went out and played live with a, a band full of people at a, at, a, at a place full of strangers. And we did that song. And uh, I remember getting made fun of for it. And they were like, wow, you really did Crazy Train. Uh, that song <laughs> fucking sucks. It was, I think we we got we were treated like that was like a poser's song, like not like a real like a real metal person's song. It is a metal song that non-metal people would know. Yeah, I was not really a big metal guy at the time, but that song was fun. I think when I got over myself, it was really enjoyable. So it's hard for me to pick, I guess is what I'm saying, because I have these these really specific attachments in a way that I don't know that I've had with any of the other songs that we've done. Um, can I tell you something? Yeah. For first time I heard Back in Black, I did not like it. Why? I don't know. Like, I was just getting into, like, I'd only listened to country music growing up. And when I was, like, discovering things for my own, like, ACDC is like, I heard a few of their songs, Highway to Hell, you know, You Shook Me All Night Long. And I was like, yeah, these are good songs. I can get into them. And Back in Black just didn't do anything for me. It was just repetitive. It had no chorus, really, or no hook. And it kind of, it kind of stays in one place for a while. It's that and it's just that for a while. <laughs> it takes a while because you know I think um, so. I have this feeling about it too, which is that when you listen to it, the it, it's just I'm used to songs taking me on a journey, right? Like they've got mm-hmm. an opening, and then it switches over to a slightly different thing for the verse. And then usually that opening comes back around in some fashion for the chorus. Yeah, back and black in that. No, it isn't. It's back very black straightforward. Starts- black back and black is like a lot of ACDC songs. It sounds like you're marching. 
<laughs> like just imagine yourself marching in a, in like a in like a, a marching something. I don't know, a soldiers marching band, whatever it is. Did it it It's just like you're just walking yeah. in one straight direction, literally. That's what it. Fe- I mean, literally, figuratively. That's what it feels like when I listen to it. You know, I saw someone on Twitter the other day say that his like six year old kid loves ACDC. I think I think kids do. I so you know uh, to, to to that point. Like I said, my my buddy Nick, love at twelve. We were we were twelve, and that was his favorite band. They're they're a surprisingly kid friendly band. Like they got a lot of like very sing along choruses. You know, like I'm TNT, Dirty Deeds, Dun Dun Cheap. Like you yeah, can so- you can imagine kids singing along with this, like a little kids choir. I mean, that's a. Hmm. I mean, I don't. Th- I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying you could imagine it. I mean, so, the yeah. kids' choir worked for Alice Cooper. School's out. I can imagine yeah. it worked. But Back in Black is like not that. Back in Black is just three three minutes of solid ass kicking. Like you bend over, it kicks your ass, and then it keeps kicking your ass. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, something that was interesting. So I don't. You know. I don't think we've ever done this before, but before we recorded the episode, mm-hmm. I just went on Facebook and pestered Nick, even though he's in the middle of moving. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds familiar or not, yeah. but I, I said, hey, I know you're moving, but can I ask you about ACDC? <laughs> and uh, he had some interesting things to say about them. One um, was that Angus Young, who is the is the guitarist that is usually who people associate with ACDC, right? When He's you think of so the the guy with the long hair and the and the schoolboy outfit that like does the little the little hopping around thing, that's a, that's Angus Young. If you didn't know. Yes, in case I don't know, maybe some people don't know. Like, but if that's usually, you know, if ACDC conjures something up in your mind, it's him. And he's been using apparently the same guitar and the same guitars in general since the 70s. Like they're actually the same ones that they just repaint them. You know, this does not particularly surprise me because the joke about ACDC is that they've been making the same song for 30, 40 years. Yeah. So I actually, there's a thing that I that Nick wrote to me that I kind of want to read verbatim just because it, it, it's, it's germane to that. Uh, what he wrote is, there's no risk in ACDC. You know what you're getting every time. It's familiar. I don't have to get a new album hoping it doesn't suck. I know it will be the same as always, just new songs I haven't heard before. And it's not because they're lazy or not talented enough or actually that one-dimensional. They do it specifically to not piss their fans off so you never get an album with a ballad on it or, or something. And Angus uses literally the same guitars anyway. That, that circles back around to the other thing yeah. you said. But I, I mean, like, I don't know if that's... I mean, I don't have any interview evidence that says mm-hmm. that they keep everything the same because they don't want to piss off their fans. I don't know how... how how factual that is, but it kind of almost does read that way. Like that's a that's a fair take to have. You know, it's funny. Back in Black, which is uh, widely considered one of the best albums of all time, was a Mutt Lang production, and it Mutt was. Lang is mostly known for being like this super polished, like pop pop metal studio producer. Did a lot of work with Def Leppard and with Foreigner, The Cars, but Back in Black does not sound polished at all. It sounds like real gritty and raw. Like, that's not a very, I wouldn't call it a very shiny production. Would you? Uh, No. I mean, I think part of that is as a result of where they were recording. They went to the Bahamas, and there was a giant storm that kicked up. 
um, that threw everything into kind of a disarray. So I think that perhaps even somebody who is calm and steady and knows how to produce a polished record could be impacted, not necessarily in a bad way, obviously, because the, the album is as successful as it is, but impacted just from the setting. And I think, too, I don't think that ACDC as a band, despite what was going on, and we'll talk about that in, in due course, I suppose, um, I don't think that they were going to let anybody run roughshod over them because they'd already let that happen on the previous album. Highway to Hell was this fucking disaster at the beginning where they had been assigned this guy that was supposed to, to produce the record and he had done some stuff for Jimi Hendrix and they hated him. And they hated him so much that they couldn't get anything done and they ended up recording a bunch of the album behind his back <laughs> with somebody else and that's how it got done. So I think after having had to sneak behind Teacher's back to make Highway to Hell as successful as it was, I think that they had probably reached the point that they could say to anybody, we know what we're doing. And, you know, not necessarily make it so that um, a good producer couldn't do their job, but steer them in the direction that, that the band wanted to go. For the record, I think Highway to Hell is probably about as good as Back in Black as albums. It's great. Yeah. It's funny, actually, both these songs are both artists in like a real questionable point in their careers. So that was what I had assumed was the reason why you'd picked these two. I didn't even think like, oh, they just both came out in the 1980s. In my head, they represent the two sides of the coin, right? Because you've got Back in Black, which is a band that lost their lead singer and had to bring in somebody new. Bon Scott had died. We, yep. may, we may talk about that a little bit more, but the short version is their lead singer, Bon Scott, had died under mysterious... It's like it's like the JFK assassination of rock. Really? I, th- I thought it was pretty clear-cut. He drank himself N- to death. There's a lot of extra stuff about it. There's a whole book about this. Maybe we'll talk about that, too. I don't oh, know you know, how, how, how true or apocryphal it is, but this is a thing that get talks, get, gets talked about a lot, the, the period around Bon Scott's death. Anyway, the point is... ACDC was a band that got a new singer. Ozzy Osbourne was a singer that got kicked out of his band, Black Sabbath, arguably one of, if not the first heavy metal band. Yeah, this is the... I would say that's probably right, the first metal band. And then uh, and then he had to go off and start his own project. So they're sort of the two sides of the coin. You know, you could have... I suppose you could have done... ACDC versus uh, versus Black Sabbath with Dio, I guess. <laughs> no, but it wouldn't, we're not have, doing it wouldn't that. have been as good. And imagine if uh, how you know. I'd like to think that we try to do this show in a way that's not truly cruel to people. <laughs> like if we had done that, like, be so unfair to Dio, who deserves respect. But like, it's got to. I'm not going to put Back in Black against Dio. Well, and also, I you know, I, I think it would be mean if you did something like Black Sabbath. Dio or, or versus you know Ozzy Osbourne solo so I mean solo in, in quotes there but um, but that would have been pretty mean too and Dio's great I mean I they had plenty of really successful albums <laughs> with him after the fact you know they had two hit records immediately after and they're and they're solid you know they may not loom as large in the grand public consciousness but metal fans like those records yeah so the these are two bands who could two acts at the very least who could have easily dropped to the you know the bottom of the ocean floor and, and then they came out stronger and then the opposite happened yeah. yeah 
So we should we should talk we should talk about um, Ozzy Osbourne and uh, and Blizzard of Oz. Yeah, Blizzard of Oz was Blizzard of Oz is the name of his first album, and it was also technically it was supposed to be a band, right? It was supposed right. to be Ozzy Osbourne and the Blizzard of Oz as the act, and then the way that they did the art, which you know you can say whatever you want. This is all probably Sharon Osbourne's doing. She was very controlling in this way, but they ended up after they had the art for the album where they put Ozzy Osbourne's name so big and Blizzard of Oz underneath it small that it started getting billed as a solo record, even though it technically wasn't. Yeah. There's like a lot of, uh, a lot of like shady business going on around Sharon Osbourne around. I mean, I don't, I don't really give a shit, but she is, but she look, but here's the thing. I mean, we can say this without Sharon Osbourne, Ozzy would have never gotten back on his feet. She's the fucking reason it happened. She is a driving force. She is probably should go down as like one of the great managers of rock and roll because like even just keeping Ozzy literally on his feet seems yeah, I mean, like I, it feast. seems like it was it, it was something that his bandmates were not able to do. And um, and by that, I mean um, the original lineup of Black Sabbath. But I think it is really interesting to think about this stuff i mean i have you know i i never have a beat on how historically aware the people who listen to this podcast are but in case you don't know ozzy osbourne was the lead singer of this little band called black sabbath and they all for the most part except for one guy were drug addicts like one of them kind of got clean and stayed so at least for a while and um and yet ozzy was so they kept saying he was like on another level, right? Because like a lot of those guys would just like drink and pass out, you know, like, well, you know, whatever, do drugs, pass out, you know. But Ozzy was constantly out. He would go to the clubs. He would go all over the place. He never slept. You know, he'd do so much cocaine that he'd be up for three days straight. And it was too much for all of the other drug addicts to deal with. <laughs> so they kicked him out of the band. Yeah. If, if you watch Metalocalypse, uh, Ozzy is pickles, I guess. Like, everyone else is an alcoholic, but, like, Ozzy is way out there. And even, like, in the build-up to him getting his, uh, getting a solo career going on, he was doing all the crazy animal eating that we associate with him now. Like, this is, like, peak Ozzy. In fact, something that kind of occurred to me while I was researching this, um, Ozzy is kind of, like, we were talking last week about the Monkees and Cher and how they're, like, pop stars more than rock, because they don't really... You have to reevaluate them on pop standards rather than rock. And Ozzy is kind of that way because he doesn't, he's kind of like a pop star of metal because, you know, he doesn't really, no one really thinks of him as an artist. They think of he's, him as the icon. He's very um, theatrical. Yeah. You know, you, th- you think of, think about the beginning of Mr. Crowley with all of that, yeah. like, Phantom of the Opera type of shit going on before it goes into the, and then it's good. You know, I mean, not that the beginning of Mr. Crowley is bad, but it's very different, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I think that he's got a little bit of that. And I was going to save it for later, but um, I think Crazy Train is kind of corny. <laughs> <laughs> corny lyrically? Is that where you're going with this? Well, it's I mean, you know, they say that Ozzy really wears his heart on his sleeve. And the thing is that being earnest is either all or nothing. It's either great or it's it's very <laughs> cheesy. And I have to tell you that even when I first heard Crazy Train, I thought the lyrics are a little... They're very earnest. 
Yeah. I understand what he's saying, but they are not the most artful. They're very cheesy to me. Heirs of the Cold War. That's what That's we've become. That's what we've become. <laughs> Inheriting troubles. I'm mentally not. Uh, 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 um. I don't it's think. It's just. Wait. I don't think the stresses of the Cold War is why Ozzy was on that crazy train. No. Well, it was because, well, at least some guys in that band were, uh, were big fans of trains. <laughs> like, literally, like, they, they would go to the Happy Shop and get, you get yourself some, some little toy trains. And that's the corniest thing on earth. You can't get any cornier than toy trains you at the Happy Shop. That's like peak nerd. That's you know, like the nerd. Who? Where are the? If there's somebody there, somebody write to us and say they still buy trains and go. They go to the hobby shop and they buy the trains and they put the little track together. Because I haven't said when I was growing up that was still a thing. But back in my day, you know, people made trains, baby you know, ones. You know, Neil Young is like super into those. He's got like giant rooms filled with like train sets. There's a whole. There's gotta be. A pole picture book, one of those giant coffee table books of rockers who love trains. Actually, I think I heard Rod Stewart is also really into trains. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's got it. If it's not out there, I've just come up with a million dollar idea, and by that right. I mean a five dollar idea. All of the guys in the book will buy a copy of that book. <laughs> And they're all rich, so it'll be fine. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's really interesting that that period in his career, like there are, I mean, I, Mr. Crowley is is a, is a fucking, I love that song, um, as silly as the beginning is. But that's, yeah, yeah I that, don't know. That he's strikes very, me as a very silly song, much more so than Crazy Train. I don't know. I think they're all, there's a lot of silliness across the board. But, you know, I mean, the thing is that it's that he's not like Cher. He's not a pop star. You know what he is. He and he was always this before the before the term existed. He's a reality star. Well, that he he's more famous famous for things he did in reality than he did on on record. And he's That's what very I'm saying, famous, you know. And he's very famous for the things he did on record. He just I you know, like they he eventually became a reality star in the literal sense in that there was a show about his family where he's like Doddering and like shuffling around his giant house, screaming Sharon. But you know, I mean, before he did that, you know, yeah, he was like eating bat heads and whatever else. Like that's just just because there wasn't reality television there, he was already mugging for the camera that wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was already doing. He was always a reality star. That's what he is. I saw a thing on VH1 once, one of the big metal countdowns they did, and there was some guy who was like, you know, Ozzy is loved for being Ozzy. He's worshipped for being Ozzy. And yet he never really gets the credit he deserves as an artist. And I was wondering about that because I was looking, you know, the through Crazy Train. Crazy Train is credited to three people. It's Ozzy, Randy Rhodes, and the bass player Bob Daisler, I think his name. Bob Daisley. Daisley, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the, the other two guys wrote most of it. Yeah. What, what the what Ozzy's credited for is the melody, which is you know not nothing. It's quite important, but Ozzy's real contribution is just being Ozzy. Yeah, I mean you know I don't. I mean we we literally we watched uh, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> By the way, uh, you know it only costs you a buck to listen to our bonus episodes, and you could listen to our bonus episode about Trolls World Tour. But he's in it, and he's like the grandfather of rock. 
And, uh, and, you know, now that I think about it, I remember in that episode we critiqued because Rachel Bloom was doing um, Crazy Train. Mm-hmm. And it felt wrong because she's, you know, like a theater person. And I yeah. still don't particularly think it works. But in the context of that, I almost feel like a hypocrite because there is something so of the theater <laughs> about Ozzy in, in this era of his career. Like once you get to the, quote, solo stuff, it is like that. Yeah, it really is. Of course, all metal is kind of ridiculous. Some in different ways than others. I don't I don't know if Back in Black I'd call ridiculous, though. It's just, you know what it is? So again, my buddy Nick had kind of pointed out that they're sort of fast, dirty blues. You know? Like, it's funny that they get, some people will call them metal. I've never thought of ACDC as metal. Ever. Well, that's, that's, that's funny because quite a few commenters also said that and got very mad at me. Oh, like, oh, I don't, you know, I mean, the, the classifications as, as we've, as we've discovered in previous episodes, I'm not perfect about, but no, I always thought of them as more like, yes, heavier rock, but I never was like, those guys are like, fuck it, metal. I always did. And I don't know, they're on the cusp, like Aerosmith, I would never call metal ACDC. I'm, I'm willing to bend on that. And by the way, for the last 27 minutes also, People have been very, very angry at me that I've been calling ACDC metal. I guarantee you. All right. Well, t- this is not critical. It's just song versus song, folks. <laughs> we're not. We're not. If it makes you feel any better, uh, I don't. I don't equate them with metal. They're close, and it's not an insult in my mind to say that they're not. Like that's not meant to be some sort of summary judgment. It's just that they seem more straight rock to me. Well, part of that is that. ACDC, like, no matter how much ass they kick, there was always kind of, like, a level of restraint to them. Like, their grooves were always super tight. And there's not, like, big drum solos or, you know, they keep the flash to the solos, and that's basically it. Versus uh, uh, Crazy Train, which is, you know, shredding all over the place. And all that. Yes, you what a, what a perfect Randy Rhodes impression you've done. Yeah, I th- thank you. I, I worked really hard on it. Um, so, yeah, so this is kind of, it is interesting, right? I, I was going to get around and say we sort of have to, if we're going to compare the two, we have to do sort of an Angus Young versus Randy Rhodes thing. And that's really hard because Angus Young has been steadily Angus Young for a very fucking long time. Yeah, he's always just been out there doing the same thing, kicking ass, just like one ass after the other, kick, kick, kick. Versus Randy Rhodes, may he rest in peace, who recorded two albums with Ozzy Osbourne and then died in a plane crash. It's, yeah, I, you know, Angus Young is more equatable with, like, Keith Richards. Yeah, unkillable. Yeah, like, he's just, you know, I mean, I say, oh, Jesus right, fucking that's, Christ, I'm, I, like, I'm afraid to say that, especially now, I'm afraid to even say shit like that out loud, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's something immortal about Angus Young, and, you know, and, and Randy Rhodes is, is got that very classic, like, burnt the, the wick at both ends, you know, kind of quality about him. You know, he's he's mythic. He he was so great that the world couldn't take it. You know, and that that the lead line, what he does on Crazy Train, and a lot of 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 that album in particular, um, is ungodly. As as though, and I by that I mean, if there's a god, God looked on and was like, even I can't fucking do that shit. <laughs> 
like Randy Rose is incredible. Like there's really very few guitarists that play the way that he does. And, in, you know, it's not just that he was good at it in the technical sense, but just that, like, you listen to it and you're like, this is the fucking coolest shit I've ever heard. Like, Crazy Train is really corny right up until the moment that that big lead line comes in. You're like, what the f- Holy, <laughs> like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, and that at that point when you you shit your brains out because you can't believe what's happened. Maybe this is, I have gastro problems, but, <laughs> you know, no, but it's, no, it's that's, really that's good. Right. My my stomach is fine, and that is exactly what happens to me. Also, yeah, it's just mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like that's it. It's he he, he busts a gut with that. Um, yeah, right before you, right before we started recording, I found like a, a live performance of uh, Randy when he was you know right before he died, I guess, and he is playing Crazy Train, and he is just like doing, he is just doing like every single thing possible to do with a guitar. It's like all the buttons and bars and playing with his teeth and all the little like. Uh, you know, things you can put on your fingers to play with it. It's just amazing. In fact, yeah. one of the one of the things I saw that kind of blew my mind is one of the reasons that solo sounds so amazing as it does is it's double tracked. It's two different takes of the exact same solo, all sixty yeah. bajillion notes laid over each other. Yes, imagine <laughs> not needing the 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 modern conventions of recording today to be able to do that thing the same exact way twice. Yeah, that just blows my mind. So, but, you know, but that's the thing that kind of makes Angus good too, right? Like Angus has got a certain number of tricks that he's got, and then he just uses them over and over again. But they're all fucking great. Like you can't really say anything bad about Angus Young. I mean, Jesus, I mean, just like from an ACDC standpoint, you know, my the crime of this is that we've done Back in Black, which is a great song. Yeah, but man, if this had been Thunderstruck, the conversation would have been very different. The beginning of Thunderstruck, that like, oh my god, it's. I mean, Thunderstruck is probably maybe in my top five favorite songs of all time. I get, I never get tired of that song. It's just so fun, and unlike Back in Black, it kind of takes a journey. I wish, in a way, I almost feel like I should have pushed back and been like, it should be Thunderstruck. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like Angus Young is is really good. It's just that he's he's steadily the one thing, and like Randy Rhodes is just a virtuoso. Like Angus Young is the greatest that a man can be playing a guitar. Randy Rhodes is the greatest a god can be at playing guitar. I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I mean, like I don't. Now that I said it out loud, Randy Rhodes is better. I mean, like there's just. I mean, there's there's like no fucking comparison. Sorry. I know Angus, you're a longtime listener of the show, and I'm like you are very good at what you do. But I don't think anybody can touch Randy Rhodes or very, very, you know, like Steve I, maybe a couple other guys. But like, there's not a lot of folks. No, the Steve I and the Satriani's and stuff, they never really did it for me the way Randy Rhodes does. Like, he, well, he's he's just fucking fun is the other thing. To be that much of a virtuoso is usually like it reads like that fucking stroke material, you know? It's like watching somebody jerk off on stage for a while. Randy yeah. Rhodes does not read that way to me at all. No, he, like you said, he's having fun. And like I said, when I saw the way he actually performed, and this is the first time I've ever seen it just like five minutes ago, like it, it was just, it was, it was crazy. But that's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let me say this. It's not just the solo. It's the riff. In fact, it's really just the first five, ten seconds of either song. Well, that those good. are very. Those are the the part. The, the most similar parts of the songs are are that. Which would you 
Which has the better first opening, like, 10 seconds, would you say? Oh, gosh. Well, Crazy Train's got all aboard! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know oh, why yeah, I did that's... that. That's going to blow out everybody's ears. Um, but that's... that... Da-dun, 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 da-dun. I, 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 da-dun. Okay, versus... <laughs> dun, da-dun, da-dun. da-dun. I don't know why it is that I'm doing this. is so embarrassing. I really have. I've become my dad. We could we could do this whole review as Beavis and Butthead. Wait, which one? No, you can't. No, I'm clearly the Beavis to your Butthead. I never watched Beavis and Butthead, so I don't know which is which. Well, yours is. You have a deeper voice, so you know you'd 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 be like, settle down, Beavis, like that. Here, go ahead, say it. Come to Butthead. What? No. Are you threatening? You are. You are exactly the right age where you have spent a lot of time working on your Beavis impression. Oh yes. Weirdly, with Nick Giamona, who we're talking about because <laughs> because he's the ACDC guy. Um. Anyway, yes. Oh man. I feel like what's so interesting is that people to back in black could easily go away. I guess, maybe. But what I find so fascinating is it's not just that people listen to it, but like I said to you, there was a whole, there's a whole fucking book that came out where people were saying, what? They said that Bon Scott had nothing to do with Back in Black, but did he secretly write the lyrics to Back in Black and other songs off the album? What really happened at the final moments of Bon Scott's life? That stuff that's like out in the fucking world. Like I said, you know, there are people that treat Bon Scott's death like it is the rock equivalent of the JFK assassination. You know, what? like who's on the fucking grassy knoll for for Bon Scott? Who knows? Could be anybody. Was he secretly killed by Courtney Love? Oof. <laughs> a, a, the, the nightmare thing to bring up. I'll I'll, I'll say this: one hundred percent. When it first happened, I uh, I absolutely was like, "Yeah, it's her fault." I was totally <laughs> one of those guys. And then one about, day about I, Bon Scott. I, I, Yes, about Bon Scott. I was like, Courtney Love definitely killed Bon Scott. She was probably like five years old. She did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I definitely that was that was a big thing to grow out of is yeah. to wake up one day and go, oh, this means I don't like women. I should grow up anyway. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting that like not just the song, but the 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 story of the song and of that record is something that I think people think about a lot. And yeah. Crazy Train, I think people just think, well, gosh, it's a shame Randy Rhodes dead. You know, it's a funny thing. ACDC songs are not so- songs you really think about all that hard. In fact, I, I find it div- most of what I have said during this uh, podcast is just, this kicks ass, which is mostly all the thoughts I have about ACDC. But Back in Black, like, for as many amazing, iconic songs as ACDC has, Back in Black has to be considered their signature song just because it has so much mythology around it. It's the song they wrote as a tribute, I guess, to their dead lead singer. Yes, that is the other thing that they've said about it. And it's not, like, remotely sad at all. It's a celebration of, uh, you know, being immortal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I think a really tremendous thing about um, Bon Scott is that even though Brian Johnson is great, and absolutely, I think most people will tell you that Brian Johnson is great. But I don't think anybody ever goes, and that makes Bon Scott not as good. I mean, I'm sure there are people that do, 
who's better, one or the other. But I don't know that it's quite as mean-spirited as it would be with, say, Van David Halen. Lee Roth versus yeah. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that people mostly just look back and go, both those guys are fucking great. And yeah. nobody for, nobody forgot about Bon Scott because Brian Johnson was so good. And Brian Johnson is so good. Yeah, and yet the, and the shadow of Bon Scott is, you know, does not hang over Brian Johnson. No one looks at Brian Johnson and is like, well, it's great, but I wish I could have seen it when Bon Scott was alive. No, man, it's a it's a real rock and roll fucking miracle that people I think, you know, I'm sure there are people who have preferences, you know, but it's like, uh, you know, I think it's probably the same way that people have opinions about like Joel versus Mike on MST3K. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like chances are you like one. Yeah, probably like the other. They're both great. You know what I mean? Like you might have a preference in some ways, but I don't think you'd go like I, I, you know, I grew up loving Mike Nelson, but like I don't look back and go, man, fuck Joel. (laughs) No. Yeah. They're both were excellent at what they did. This is it. This is my anal- my analogy. Yeah. Bon Scott and Brian Johnson are like Joel Hodgson and Mike Nelson. Yeah, and think how hard it must have been to try and step in those shoes. And he came out like Brian Johnson just came out roaring out of the gate. Yeah, because you know there's a there's a lot of because um, Hell's Bells is on that album and You Shoot Me All Night Long, which was a big hit, was was on yeah. that album. You know, there's a lot of really great Shoot stuff. Thrill. I mean. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, wh- honestly, do you have a do you have a favorite ACDC song, or is it just that they're all so good that it's hard to pick? Well, they're all so similar; it's hard to pick. Also, I think I think it's probably Highway to Hell. Honestly, really? Yeah, I mean, that's not, a, there's no wrong answer here. Oh, I mean, I'm sure there are wrong answers. <laughs> I think for I, for me, it's a, it's a tie. My two favorite songs are Thunderstruck and uh, If You Want Blood, which I fucking love. Oh man, these are good picks. What's your favorite Ozzy song? Uh, really, 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 I couldn't, I genuinely couldn't say. That's, that's actually harder, because I'm not, the thing is, I think I probably am more intimately, like, familiar with, um, with the ACDC canon, because, again, I had a, I had a a best friend at 12 who made me listen to them constantly, and, uh, Ozzy was, again, more of, like, uh, someone said, like, we're gonna play Crazy Train, and, uh, you know, and it's like, yeah, like, I like Bark of the Moon. I like Mama, I'm Coming Home. Yeah. Mama, no more, Mama no I'm more Coming tears. Home I, Like mine. I said, I've established that I really like Mr. Crowley. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that I actually have a super, super duper Aussie solo record era favorite, to be honest. Mine's probably Mama, I'm Coming Home. All right. It's, I mean, it's great. It's a great yeah. fucking song. I can um, kill that one at karaoke, by the way. Oh, all right. Challenge accepted. Someday when I see you again in person. And when karaoke still exists. That's right. Yeah. Assuming the world doesn't end and we are both still alive when it hasn't, uh, we'll do that again. Anyway, um, all right. Well, we've talked for now 40 some odd minutes mm-hmm. about stuff. How do you feel about doing some three questions to firm firm up the base? Yeah. Actually, I had one last point I wanted to make okay, real go quick. For it, go for it. You know, a lot of bands, if you don't, you can catch them at their, you know, their six billionth tour. And it'd be he's like, man, this is great. I wish I could have seen them in their prime. But, you know, it's good, cool that I can see the Rolling Stones in, you know, 2020 or whatever. ACDC is one of those bands that feels like they got cooler the older they got. Because they were always 40 years old, it feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough to say. I mean, yeah, they, they Angus especially seems, you know, immortal. Yeah. I mean, at this point, a lot, you know, Malcolm's out and, and, and Brian's out. And I think pretty, I think it's, I think, I think of the... 
if there's anybody still playing with ACDC, it's just Angus bringing in, you know, new blood. Yeah, there's but, no ACDC anymore. They've no. at, they've officially aged out. And Malcolm but they Young were around was, for a long, yeah. long time. I mean, you know, really, like, other than the Rolling Stones, it's not, you know, there really ain't nobody else. I guess Aerosmith. Yeah. And I guess Ozzy... Himself, in a way. Ozzy kind of feels like he's aged pretty gracefully, things considered, too. Yes, yeah. yes, all considering, you know, I mean, it, pretty considering much anybody that he else aged would be, instead of died, but yeah, I was going to say like it like, you know, there's there are plenty of alternate universes where Bon Scott is still with us and Ozzy ain't. Let's put it that way, you know. Um right. I actually I think interesting to say also in favor of Ozzy, which is not really so much a present day thing, but like, you know, just when you count him out, like it wasn't just that he came back right after Black Sabbath gave him the boot. But also, you know, there was that point in which what was it, Lollapalooza, that said that they wouldn't have him on as part of as part of their lineup. Really, so, I, never, so I missed that one. I forget what I forget which one it was. I think it was them. It was one of those big ones, and and so he they told him no. And Sharon Osbourne again, like you really can't discount her as as being as influential as she was. Basically said, "Fuck this. We'll just make our own thing." And they made <laughs> Ozfest, and Ozfest is. I mean, if, when it came out, it was enormous. Just think about how influential it was for metal yeah. at the time. If you were on the ticket with Ozzy during the Ozfest era, like, it was really big. It made a lot of s- smaller bands that were great much more in the in the public eye. God bless Sharon Osbourne, whatever you want to say about her. And I, she's, I, she's very, you know, conniving is a meme word. She's very business-minded. Yeah. And I think that she probably did a lot of things and said, who, me? I didn't do that, but she 100% <laughs> did it. Um, you know, would, you know, 10 out of 10 would make a better president than a lot of presidents we've had. <laughs> um, too bad she's from Britain. But listen, let's do, we have these three questions that we do. Yes. Uh, and, and by the way, before we start them, are you still in the spot where you were? Do you still, are you still leaning towards Back in Black? Yeah, like, these are two songs I've heard six bajillion times, and Crazy Train has, like, kind of taken a hit from the overplay. And Back in Black never has for me. I've only grown to like it more. All right. Well, let's do our three questions, and then we'll listen to uh, what uh, what the listeners have to say, and we'll, then we'll make one last pass to see All how right. we feel. All right. So question number one uh, is, a, is a question of, of historical importance. You can, uh, you can only keep one of these songs. The other one must be lost to time. Which song must loom large in the public consciousness lest we all fall into the abyss? Let me say that these would both be gigantic, massive losses, first off. But if I had to keep one to preserve, I think it would be Crazy Train. I agree, because once again, there are lots of other songs that ACDC (laughs) have done that sound a lot like Back in Black. (laughs) Yeah, I guess there isn't really another crazy train in Ozzy's uh, discography. Nope, there's just the one. You know, you uh, <laughs> let there be no fucking substitutes. And it's also the one that launched Ozzy as a solo artist versus, like, even as a new starting point for ACDC. They also had "You Shook Me All Night Long." They also had "Hell's Bells." They also had "Shoot to Thrill." Any one of those could have kept them alive. Crazy train. I agree. Yeah, and for the exact same reasons. All right, question number two. And the finally, and in a, this is the most interesting. I think the second question may have may have ever <laughs> been so far. Yeah, you can be a fly on the wall. 
and witness soup to nuts the entire construction of one of these songs and only one. Which is the one that you want to see get put together? Which one do you want to like be able to say like, you know what? I you know, I I got to see how the sausage was made. Which one? Back in black. Like, now that you've told me all this shit about Bon Scott. Who I mean, knows? listen. I am 99.99 and I forgive me <laughs> if 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 the if the guy who wrote the book Here's this. I have not read your book, and so I cannot say that you have had the opportunity to convince me one way or another in full. Having sat and done the general research around the book and listened to, you know, like what it is that other people have said, yes, I think that, you know, there's probably things that don't quite perfectly add up in the story that that gets to Bon Scott dying, but like... He was a rock and roll star. I'm sure that probably a lot of people's memories are kind of fuzzy. A lot of people <laughs> were doing drugs. I mean, like, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? My guess is that he, I don't think personally that, that they used his lyrics. What they said was they felt like it would be, it would be like profiting off of his death. So they felt that they couldn't do it. And I think that's probably right. But it is, it would be interesting to see how it was that they, that they did that. Um, yeah, I do think, I think I, for the same reason kind of i would like to see it not because i think there's there's some great conspiracy to be unlocked although can you fucking imagine <laughs> if we went back in time invisible and like and angus young was like yeah let's rip off our dead friend that, <laughs> I, I have no idea what he actually sounds like i don't just, 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 just that's pretty close i think it? also i think suge knight killed bon scott i think he was involved somehow <laughs> oh, no <laughs> you can't say that <laughs> Suge Knight will come for us, <laughs> and so will Twitter. Okay. Which one will kill you first? Anyway, oh. um, so we agree. We are we yeah. are we are in um, we are in accord. So, so we're one and one. Three, we're one and one right now. So this is the deciding question. Oh shit! And it's <laughs> oh no. Uh, the most important question. So uh, William Shatner, thespian, uh, actor, producer, uh, horse person person who loves horses above all mm-hmm. musician question mark <laughs> uh can do a shatnerized version of one and only one of these songs which of these two songs must shatner shat upon i think i'm gonna go with crazy train here but in my head it sounds pretty similar to the pat boone version that played before the osbournes oh yeah, yeah. matter of fact he probably did a back a version of back in black too but i don't know like I don't want to hear a Shatner version of Back in Black because part of the joy of Back in Black is that you cannot understand a single word and Shatner would over-enunciate every word and I don't want that. Crazy Train, I think, is the the right answer. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, I kind of feel like um, Crazy Train is already very theatrical because Ozzy's so theatrical that I don't think that Shatner can outdo him. Wow. So in my in my opinion, I think that you've got to give him the challenge, <laughs> right? You've got to give him the thing that's not easy to do, which is back in black. So my vote is for back in black. So we're really at a fucking impasse <laughs> oh, here. Oh my god! Oh man, this is a this is a very down the middle. This settle is... it, settle it with your sweet sweet opinions, listeners, and votes. All right, Arizona Summer writes. The best testament to how nobody else can sing Crazy Train except Ozzy himself is from how pissed off everyone gets during karaoke night when that one guy over-enthusiastically wails the intro to Crazy Train. It's always a headache-inducing bad time. 
can confirm this is true. Yeah, sorry about that at the beginning of this episode, by the way. <laughs> I mean, also, I can confirm, having played it live, <laughs> yeah. it was it was terrible. I was deeply embarrassed and was told by other bands we suck specifically because of that. So well, thank you, good night! Well, I can tell you, I've been to many karaoke bars. I've heard people attempt Ozzy a few times. I've never heard anyone try ACDC. Everyone no, understands. there's no point. You can't. Yeah, no, no, nobody can. Brian, only Brian Johnson can be Brian. I mean, I guess except for Axel. Axel, and even Axel Rose is not really as good, in my opinion. Uh, I've seen people try and do Axel Rose at karaoke. No one ever attempts ACDC. No, and also I don't. Please don't at me about Axel Rose. I've we've <laughs> we've all heard people's hot takes about Axel Rose. Let's just let's just let's let those opinions be as dead as Bon Scott. By the way, I actually, uh, looking up this, I found a version of Crazy Train being played by Slash at some, like, Aussie tribute. Slash, and uh, the singer was the guy from Alter Bridge, which was the band that Creed made after they kicked Scott Stapp out, and it's not great. Yeah, the guy I believe from, that. The guy from Alter Bridge is no Ozzy Osbourne. Shocking to, to learn, I'm sure, but anyway. Anyway. Okay. Ian Stolmeyer writes, God damn it, guys, you caused a split in my four-person friend group that hasn't had us this mad at each other since half of us like Chewy Chips Ahoy and the other half liked Original. Who the hell likes Chewy Chips Ahoy? Those things are gross. Oh my god, I agree. All right, so that they're, one... They're, they're terrible. So we've, able, we've been able to settle that debate. Unfortunately, I have a bad feeling that this is not going to... This episode is not going to do it. <laughs> for the the crazy train versus uh, back in black conversation, so you're gonna have to argue on until you're dead. Yeah. All right. Alina writes, "The anguish of crazy train is much more relatable right now than the never die triumph of back in black." Oof. Yeah, we live in a crazy times, so we are on a metaphorical crazy train as we speak. So yes, I I feel like that's a pretty solid uh solid argument for 2020. Yes, it is. It has long been. Uh, we're not going off the rails. Yeah. Where are the rails? Yeah, My is, kingdom for rails, just to see them. Yeah, this is a crazy train wreck at this point. <laughs> All right. Jacqueline Saylor points out one made Iron Man, and the other is associated with Iron Man. That is the, true. So who knows which one Tony Stark would pick? Oh, man. Uh, hey, longtime listener of the show, Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> come on into the comments and let us know. Does 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 Tony Stark like ACDC or Ozzy Osbourne more, and uh, is he ever coming back to the MCU? Yeah, let us know, and and please use your wonderful Welsh accent when you explain it. <laughs> Don't see Doolittle, by the way. <laughs> oh no, he's going to stop listening to the show, Todd. I, I think we that had was, him. I think that was the last movie I saw before the, the, the lockdown. I think that's, well, no, I saw Birds of Prey. I think Birds of Prey was the last one Okay. Me. Anyway, that is, that's not germane to this conversation. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Nina writes, and I'm only including this one because it confused me. Nina, <laughs> Nina writes, biting head of bat didn't age well. C- canceled? I, I don't know what that means. I don't. Is it? I don't. I... <laughs> I'm confused because I I feel like I'm supposed to 
I'm not even going to say what I think I'm supposed to think, because <laughs> if I'm right, it's annoying, and if I'm wrong, I'll look like a maniac. I have no idea where you're going with this, but, uh, you know, let's let, let discretion be the better form of valor. Yep, I agree. <laughs> All right, and the last one, Liam Dew writes, two songs guitar store employees never want to hear anyone play ever again. Yes, the no stairway denied. <laughs> I, w- I would have picked stairway. They, 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 they fill out the trilogy. I would have I would have expected smoke on the water before uh, actually before oh, stairway yeah, yeah. honestly too, hmm. but anyway that's the yes. last comment and All I don't right. think I don't think we're any closer to having a definitive answer and no. uh, oh boy which do you think won? Uh, I I think it's gonna be I do think it's gonna be back in black um, that's my that's my guess I don't I mean I like like I said I mean I love the the Randy Road stuff but I think. As fun as Crazy Train is, and I suppose as apt as it is for 2020, uh, I think that Back in Black just feels more timeless. And in that way, I think it'll rule the day. That's my guess. All right. Yeah, nothing about the Cold War in Back in Black. No. All right. Well, get ready for this. For a total of 384 to 372, that is 12 votes different. Is this the closest it's ever been? I don't know. We keep saying that. This is like a 50 This point, is very fucking close. 50.8% to 49.2%. The winner is back in black. Wow. By 12 votes. That's insane. But that's you how it see, goes. You, you <laughs> see, on song versus song, unlike some other situations, your yeah. vote matters. <laughs> yeah, your votes very much mattered this time. Given the, the win to ACDC, and Ozzy, I guess, weeps in his giant mansion is pile of money yeah 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 he can't he, i'm sure he can't hear it <laughs> yeah he listens to the show but he's never heard a word <laughs> sharon <laughs> sharon's a big fan hey yeah. sharon well anyway now that we've done that would you like to know our next one uh I, well yes i'm looking forward to hearing whether or not you've you've picked the right one no i have no idea what you're talking about go ahead let's see well, what are we doing well first off Thank you for supporting the show. If you'd like to keep supporting us, you could donate to our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash song versus song, and you get free bonus episodes. And Okay, I'm going to get to it. All right, next week, we are doing Lisa Loeb's Stay I Missed You versus Natalie Imbruglia's Torn. Really? Yeah, really. I have no idea what you're going for. Like you, You're telling me. That you moved to the West Coast, and your <laughs> first fucking thought was not to do a Tupac Biggie episode? That wasn't the first thing in your head? <laughs> Tell you what, while we'll get to it. That's That was like one of the first things I came up with. It's very, right near the top of the list, but this is the one I want to do, okay? This is the one. It's my sh- goddamn show. I started it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there would be no show without me. You can't do song versus song without me. He died yeah. and then was replaced by <laughs> the reincarnation of Bon Scott. I don't know. I think my dog would make a good replacement. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> take a drink. Um, yes. Okay. So thank you for listening to the show. You can you can support us on Patreon. Cost you a dollar to be able to listen to the bonus episodes. Uh, Five dollars if you want to be able to weigh in on what the bonus episode should be. And uh, by the way, it, um, hopefully if you're listening to this as they're coming out, um, we have had so many <laughs> come through. The pipe that what we're going to do is we're going to let the one from last month uh, exist for two yeah, bonus like the, episodes worth. So like the number one spot, 
we're going to do, and then we're going to do the, the one that comes in second after that. Yeah, so this month, it's last I checked, it was the one that was winning the poll was Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. So that'll be our bonus episode this month. Right, and whatever, and then we'll keep that poll going, and then whatever is the next highest after that will be the one that we do next. And, uh, and then after that, it'll go back to normal. It's just that there's so many options that we want to give people a little more time to think about it and, you know, like... Yeah, Just, plus, you know, give more more people... If somebody wants to come in and, like, pay a dollar for one month just so they can vote or, you know, like, whatever. You know, we just want to make sure that, like, it gets its due since there's just such a, a plethora of, of options at the moment. All right. Thank you so much. Leave us reviews, uh, support us on Patreon, or just listen and share it with your friends. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.